It's time for the Engaged Club, the podcast for club managers and operators that strive to create loyal and connected members, guests, and customers. Here are the two guys with the club management and digital marketing advice you need to realize your club's potential, Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Hey, welcome back to the Engaged Club podcast. I'm Roger Kincaid. I do the marketing and the sales at Off Course Golf. I'm Jim Hope, and I'm the GM of the Derrick Golf and Winter Club. Jim, what are we talking about today, buddy? I know you got something about uh, engaging your employees, but lay it out for me here. Yeah, I want to talk about engaging your team. First off, you know, how do you get your team engaged? And then how do you know if they are engaged? That's what I'd like to leave everybody with at the end is the sort of five tips to know that your your team is engaged. I mean, that's important today, right? Whether, you know, we're dealing with generational employees, and it's really important that um, you know, they're coming to work and understand the mission of your of your club and, and they're all working towards that that mission as well. And, you know, if you've got employees that aren't engaged, they're doing probably more harm to you than they are good. Um, well, there's no question. I mean, look, even outside the club business, we've all been to a restaurant where we've been served by that waiter or waitress. Uh, and there's two types, right? There's waiter or waitress where, hey, this is a job and I'm only here for the money. <laughs> Yep. And then there's the waiter waitress where, hey, this is, you know, your dinner and I'm here to make sure it's awesome. So how do, how do we have l- less of column A, more of column B? Yeah, I think there's I think there's a number of ways to do that. But to your to your point of what you just made, I'd love to do an episode sometime just on each of us describing that wonderful service experience that we had and what the elements of that service was that that made it so special for us. And I think that itself could be an episode for us. All right. Um, nope. And people, yeah. OK, I, let's do that sometime. So I think, you know, if you want to find sort of five ways to immediately engage your employees, I think the first thing you need to do is ask their opinion. You know, as a leader, as a manager, you're trying to get, you may want to try and get your operation or a segment of your operation or just something you do, you might want to change it or you might want to get something from A to B. And you might, you know how to get it from A to B and you can just tell somebody, just do start doing this now, would you? Um, but if you were to ask them their opinion say, hey, I'd really like to see us doing this instead of the way we're currently doing it. Um, do you have any opinions on, on how you think we can do that? And, and, and the reason why I want to change is because, you know, we've all agreed that this is who we are and what we stand for and the mission of, of our operation and, and where we're trying to go. Uh, this, the way we're currently doing it, doesn't support that. I think we need to do this in order to support our mission. Can you uh, give me a hand on getting there? And often if you ask somebody their opinion, They'll tell you. And do you really care if you're turning left and then turning right to get to from A to B or if you're turning right and then turning left? I mean, do you really care or do you just care that you're getting to B? And if you can get there with your employees engaged about that, I think, uh, you know, you're better off for it. Uh, a really quick story on that. Uh, I had a waiter that worked for me who also worked. He was a flight attendant with WestJet. And I said to him, is the culture of WestJet really what I think it is and how we, we feel it is as a, as a customer when we walk on the plane? He goes, this is you know, long before some of the disruptions they've currently had. But he said, yeah, absolutely. He said, they're always asking us how they think we can do our job better, how we can make the customer experience better and how we can be more efficient as an airline. And he said, I do a lot of short haul flights, <clears throat> excuse me. And he said, I said to them, I said, every time we stop, we fill up with water. We fill up with fuel, but, and sometimes you don't fill up with fuel because you're only going from Calgary to Vancouver. So, you know, you don't need a full tank of fuel. You only need three quarters. And if you got three quarters, you're good to go. But we always fill up with water. And I said, why do we do that? I said, we're only going from Calgary to Vancouver. We can fill up with fuel in Vancouver if we ha- or water if we have to. And, and he said, we'd be able to turn the plane around quicker and there'd be less weight on the plane as well. So I think we'd probably be more fuel efficient. 
And sure enough, they did that. They took that idea that he had and he said they implemented it and they recognized me for bringing that idea forward. So is that an engaged employee when that happens? You, you know, you obviously, you know, obviously he is. Um, I think one of the things you need to do to get engaged employees as well is you need to show genuine interest in them. You know, get to know your people. One of the things I talked about in a previous podcast was, uh, you know, if you started a new club, sit down with some of your people, you know, and ask them a series of questions. Ask them, you know, who they are, uh, where are they from? What are their passions in life? If they won the lottery and, and they didn't have to work, what would they do tomorrow? Um, and that can tell you a little bit more about the, you know, better insight on your, on your, on your folks, ask them what you could, what they could do better at the club, ask them what you could do better and ask them what the club could do better in order to be able to enhance that member experience. And you might be surprised at what you hear when you ask that. I want to ask you a question here about this, because I think this is a place where a lot of employers may have some, some good intent, but actually do a little bit of harm. I used to work for a company. It was a really, really big company. And every year on your birthday, they would recognize you by giving you a card in an envelope and it would have a $5 uh, coffee shop gift card in it. And, you know, anybody who knew me around that office knew that I would never go to that particular coffee shop. Yet I got the gift card from the place. And so here I was, you know, holding in my hand this this perfunctory recognition of my birthday, just thinking to myself, this company really doesn't hasn't taken a minute to know who I am and they just don't care about me. And so this story that I'm telling you right now, it sounds like me looking a gift horse in the mouth. But I just sort of thought like this is an organizational thing. And it's either it's 50 50. You're either going to please the employee or you're going to make them think like you don't care. Sure. So let me give you the exact opposite of that story, which is what point, which number three is, is acknowledge their, is acknowledge their contributions. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to acknowledge an employee's contributions to the club, it can't be with that generic gift card. And if I've, if I've spent some genuine interest time with them, learning what their interests are, I'll find out that you're, um, you're a runner, Roger. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, your birthday comes along and I recognize you with a $50 gift card to the running room or a $5 gift card to the running room because I know your passion is running. Mm -hmm. You're going to look at that and go, somebody cares about me because they're acknowledging me with something that I have an interest in. And I'll give you a story about that. I had an employee who worked at our club who was uh, trying to get uh, themselves in shape. And um, they were doing that by running to the club. So they would they would run and then they'd have a shower and then they they'd go to work. And, they, and I, am a, I am a runner. And I saw them one day as they were coming across the parking lot. And I noticed that the shoes they were running weren't running shoes. They were more of a basketball shoe as opposed to a running shoe. And they could probably actually end up doing themselves more harm than good. Okay. And this was somebody that we wanted to recognize at the club. So we got that person in front of a group of employees. I had gone to the running room and asked, can I get an empty running shoe box? But they put a gift certificate inside of that for a pair of running shoes. I think it was a $100 gift card, which I figured they could buy a pair of shoes with. Right. And we presented them with that and gave them a very, we specifically thanked them for something that they had did. So it was specific and gave them the box, the running shoe box, which they opened up and saw the gift card. And they were absolutely blown away by that because of the fact, number one, they were recognizing number two about something that they were, they became passionate about and wanted to do and that we cared enough to, to recognize them with a particular interest that they had. Um, is that help engage that employee? I think the obvious answer is that it probably does. So if you're going to recognize someone, their contributions, be specific when you do it. 
Fourth thing is you need to respect, respect and trust your people. Like, like you're, everyone's going to have a great onboarding program for a new staff member that starts. They're going to train them effectively. And then once you do, let them leave them alone and go do their job. You know, have checks and balances in place to make sure that they're doing it properly. But don't don't micromanage them and 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 you know sort of be in their face and and uh, all the time. Let them go do their job. Check to make sure they're doing it properly. If they are, acknowledge the fact that they're doing it and thank them for that. Um, but respect and trust the people they have with you. And if you don't, then maybe you need to find somebody else that you can. And lastly, the fifth thing I think to get your employees engaged is to make the workplace fun and rewarding. You know, you know, everybody wants to come to work and have a laugh and a giggle. And, you know, whether that be on the, on the turf carrier building, you got barbecues on some Fridays or, you know, we have a, we used to have street hockey games in the turf care center after they'd have a barbecue and the kids just love that. So make sure you have some fun when you're, when you're working and when you're doing stuff with your folks, you know? Um, and lastly, Roger, I'd just like to leave with five things that I think, you know, you, you're doing, you know, you've got engaged employee. If you can see these five things, you know, your employees are engaged. One is that they acknowledge each other. You'll see them thanking each other for helping. You'll see them thanking you. You'll see them um, working with each other as a team. They'll always lend a hand with each other. If they see someone struggling, they'll go over and they'll lend them a hand as opposed to, well, screw you. You know, I've got to go do my thing because I want to get out of here in 15 minutes. <laughs> they'll, they're not afraid to go give somebody a hand. I think they're not clock watchers. That same thing. They're not looking to get the hell out of here. They're looking to be able to, I got to get the job done. I want to do it well. And if I can give someone else a hand because they're struggling, I'm going to do that. And if I have to work a little extra, who really cares? They'll offer you solutions too. They're not just going to be coming to you with problems. They'll come to you with solutions as well. And I think lastly, what you're going to see from them is the type of people that will volunteer to help. They'll say, hey, do you guys need a hand with that? Because I don't mind coming in on Saturday and giving you a hand because I know that it's important that we get this done to the mission of who we are. And I want to be a part of that. And if you guys need a hand because you're good to me, I'll be good to you as well. So I think those are five things that you can um, that you'll know that you've got an engaged team. And, and I like to leave everybody lastly with a quote from Peter Thiel, who was a co-founder of PayPal and an early investor in Facebook as well. And Peter said, you'll attract the employees you need if you can explain why your mission is compelling, not why it's important in general, but why you're doing something important that no one else is going to get done. So I leave everybody, I leave everybody with that and um, go out there and engage your team. Brilliant stuff, Jim. Thanks so much. And thanks for listening to this episode. Share it with your friends in the club business. And until next time, thank you very much for subscribing to the Engaged Club podcast. This has been the Engaged Club podcast with Jim Hope and Roger Kincaid. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you like what you heard, share it with your fellow club managers and operators. Until next time, thanks for listening.